Isn't it frustrating that some of the most important events and journeys in our lives don't come with instructions? Pregnancy, birth, babies, and breastfeeding are at the top of our list. The information out there is overwhelming, to say the least. I'm Sally, and along with my co-host, Melissa, we want to empower you with evidence-based information, as well as our experiences as a lactation consultant, an OB nurse, and a doula, not to mention who we're both moms. Let's get started. Tell um, everybody, if you had one, and I'm going to prompt you here, but I know what it's going to be, one like tip you had, one maybe product that you used that you just (laughs) felt like really helped. Oh man, (laughs) y'all. This is the best right here. That's for last. We called it when you pump or when you nurse, your baby gets to use saliva to get on your, on your nipples and all around. It's a beautiful kind of natural liquidy flowing thing. When you pump and your nipple is in a flange, there's no kind of grease. So... (laughs) We affectionately call coconut oil or any kind of nipple salve boob lube Mm -hmm. because when you pump for that, like it is an absolute necessity. So what I did, because I was too nervous to use anything with chemicals in it because the baby was in the NICU, but I'm I'm sure it's totally fine. Like I didn't use Aquaphor or any of the nipple salves that had crazy mango butter and things like that. I just used coconut oil. I bought this big old Nice. I don't like massive thing of it from Costco and then put it into other leftover I bought makeup, that thing before. cosmetic, <laughs> yes, cosmetic <laughs> containers. I put it in. So I had it everywhere because when I know that women in general, when they nurse have sore nipples or they can crack or they can have injuries from not using the pump correctly. Like I didn't know that <laughs> the higher you have your pump on, it doesn't matter what, what level your pump is on as far as suction. Like you can turn it all the way up and it'll hurt like so bad, but that's not going to make your pumping session good. So, I mean, I injured my nipples from the get go because <laughs> I was so determined. I was like, this is what I need. This is what's right. comfortable. Right. Plus you're on pain medication right after birth, especially if you have a C-section. I was on a morphine PCA and Percocet and ibuprofen and I didn't feel it. I was like, break that sucker up. I, what is it doing? I don't know. And so, and I wasn't using boob lube, but boob lube is the end all be all. Get some coconut oil, use, <laughs> that's it. You can rub it on the flange. But what I ended up doing is I would take, I would dip my fingers in it, rub it, give my breasts a massage to help kind of warm them up and get them ready to be on the flange and then make sure that I had a little extra on my nipples because once your nipple is in the flange and you're trying to position it and you're looking and you're trying to slide that flange around, it's a lot easier when it's got coconut oil on it, your nipple, there's less abrasion because it's lubricated as it goes through the flange. So that natural kind, that more natural nipple stimulation is... Mm -hmm more accessible when you've got lubrication. So boob right. lube. I love, I love it. it. You boob need to trademark yeah. that phrase. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You trademark yeah. it. That's right. So, I mean, it, so many, you know, we've talked about this. So, I mean, you know, pumping is not like something you look forward to doing. I mean, it's not like it's, yay, I get to pump, you know. Um, did, did you ever feel like it was a ball and chain, even though you knew you had to do it and you had your goal and the reason you were doing it, but it, I mean, did it feel like you were just locked down sometimes? Yeah, so I started out using the Medela, and 
then it was, that is the hospital grade Medela that I rented from you. Um, and it was fantastic. It really was the best pump for me. But I then, as I slowly got away from being um, so tied up in the trauma of the NICU and started thinking more clearly, I was like, this is not that functional for me. I can't do this anymore. Um, so I started looking into other options for how I could get mobile. Mm. Getting mobile was the number one thing for continuing to be successful long-term. They, I found, I never did anything to make my Medela mobile, except for I would take it in the truck because my husband's truck had a, um, like a regular plug, what are those DC adapters for um, the Medela so I could pump in the go on the truck, like to and from the NICU, or if we were going to a follow-up doctor's appointment, I would pump as a passenger. Um, But like as time went on, I found that I got a Spectra from my insurance company, but it was the S, the one that was only electric. I think, uh, you know, uh, or electric, only, not the bot. I think that's the two, isn't it? The yeah, one that so the I got that one from my insurance, and then I ended up buying a Willow pump, mm-hmm. <laughs> which are, are cool. the mobile. Mm-hmm. They are, but if you're, and they are fantastic for getting out clogged ducts but mm. they are very hard to align for me. And they've made some updates and better flange sizes. They only had standard 24 and 28 when I bought it and I needed 21. So it didn't quite fit me right, but I thought that sometimes I could use the 24 flange. I know that that's a lot of information. There's different flange sizes, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to have them fit. But yeah. getting mobile was, so I used the mobile Spectra and I would carry it around the house with me. I would strap it to me. Um, I would use like a crossbody bag and stick it in there mm-hmm. okay. so I could do the dishes. And while you're pumping, you do need to pay attention. And like you can, when you pump and you get to know your body, you can feel different parts of your breast that needs to be empty. So you can squeeze it and get it out. And um, so sometimes you need to be still, but a lot of times like who can be still for that amount of time yeah, when they have right. a newborn or a one-year-old, you know, yeah, right. so you, you've got stuff that you've got to do or your baby is mobile all of a sudden. And you're like, oh, I got to yeah. follow them around. They're not, right. and, they, and, and, or like you can't, yeah. it's so it's a lot. And if when he was mobile and I couldn't, if it just wasn't working, he was screaming his head off the shower. I would place him in the bottom of the shower in his little tub and run the water. Sometimes that would work. I would, I loaded him up in the car and put him in the car seat and he would nap and I would sit there and either drive the neighborhood. Uh And that was just with my regular get up. I would use the Kindred Bravely bras. You could just do a hands, it was just a hands-free bra. My regular old pump parts, the pump was right next to me in the car by the gear shift. Um, And I mean, they make fancier things like extenders for your flanges. So you don't have this big setup right in front of you and the steering wheel, but no. they didn't really work for me. Cause once okay. you are in a pattern and you know what works when you're an exclusive pumper, you don't have time to try anything new unless there's a big need. Right. Like you just yeah. need to get that pump done. You need to get your breasts empty and that's right. That's it. That's forward. right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, that's, so, that's a lot of good ideas. Hopefully. Like <laughs> what about, so yeah. another part of this that probably takes up not quite as much time, but almost is all the cleaning of the parts and changing of the parts. Yeah, so a big part, yes, yes, (laughs) so I was very worried about cleanliness uh, with my baby being immune compromised, Yeah. so I 
found the CD, well, the lactation consultant educated me on how I should be washing them in a basin and never putting them in the bottom of a sink because there are lots of creepy things in the bottom of your sink. Do not put your pump parts in the sink and fill it up full of water. Don't do it, don't do it. Because even as clean as you think it is, you've got Clorox all in there, you've scraped it, whatever. It's not clean enough for a pumping part because creepy things can live everywhere and just grow. Okay, so what I did is I I would use a Tupperware container and I would, Uh, have a set of parts ready to go for the morning and I would use that same set of parts throughout the day and what I did when I was finally comfortable with it is something called what they call the fridge hack so you take your parts you pump that first session you dump your parts out or you dump the milk that you collected out into whatever bottle you want and then you put your pump parts back together put them in a Ziploc bag or a Tupperware container and stick them in the fridge I did that or stick them in a cooler. You can do it on the go, or and then you can all you have to do. You don't have to clean those pump parts out at all. You don't have to rinse them out. You just take them out of the fridge for your next session. Saves so much time, nice. and mm-hmm. it is less wear and tear on your pump parts oh, yeah. in general. When I was in the NICU, I used mobile cleaning things because I wasn't super happy with the fridge hack, and it was much harder to do when you'd be gone for longer spans, and I didn't really have things down with bringing a cooler. Like, I just wasn't coordinated enough for that. Mm -hmm. So I would use um, Medela quick cleaning sanitizing wipes or the spray, and they want you to rinse it, and then you just dry it out, and you can use it again. Um, So that made that makes things to clean a lot easier and then i would have a big tupperware container but that would sit beside the sink and every time the pump parts were dirty like at the end of the day i would put them in the tupperware container by the sink so it never touched any other dirty dishes nobody could put anything else in my parts container except parts (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah yeah and then when it was full, I had enough sets of parts that I could get through a couple of days without having to wash. Um, and then we would stick that Tupperware container down in the sink, fill it up with the hottest soapy water we could and let them soak for a minute as we took them apart to let them soak. Let them soak for a minute until the water's probably cool enough for your bare hands to touch. And then loaded them into the dishwasher. And when I was using, and I use both Spectra and Medela parts, and Medela has these itty-bitty little (laughs) membranes and um, valves, and those things, I finally saw somewhere where a mom had posted, hey, put these in a delicates bag on the top rack of your dishwasher and clean them. And I was like, thank goodness, I have got to try this. And it worked like a charm because I can't tell you how many times I busted open a knuckle trying to dig those things out of the little silverware. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you're like shaking the silverware, trying to get them out. And you're like, this is, I can't do this. <laughs> so anything that makes your life easier as a mom, it, that, yes. was, that yes. was fantastic. Appreciate Another kind of tidbit going back to getting mobile is I made a specific bag that was like my diaper bag, but for pumping. So it would have my mobile pump in it. It would have a set of extra parts. It would have a Ziploc bag for putting those parts in. It would have boob lube, the little cleaning mm-hmm. wipes. It would have hand sanitizer, you know, um, everything that you needed. And sometimes a little cooler, yeah. depending yeah. upon how long I was going to be gone. But so um, we didn't have to just, I could just put everything in there every single time. It's just, it was ready to go. No, it would be like certain things just stayed in there. It was like my, it was my mobile pump station and every 
And basically every night I would empty whatever was dirty and then put what and refill it if I had gone during the day. Because even if I went, like if I was driving to the grocery store, I live 20 minutes from the grocery store, I'd be like, yes, I'm pumping while I'm driving <laughs> to the grocery right. store. So I'm bringing that bag and then I'll get my groceries, go home, stick the milk in the fridge or feed it to Wyatt whenever he needed it. So yeah. that was... <laughs> Hey, yeah, you just out. kind of fit it in where you can. Yeah, and, that's um, awesome. But that was a makes... saver that you were so organized with that. And you weren't stressed out thinking, did I get everything? Did I, or, or forgetting to take something with you. So, yeah. Awesome. And there's definitely times where you forget things. I mean, I would forget a pumping, like I, my pumping bra would be too dirty or it, cause you know, they get creepy and stinky. Your nursing bras just get creepy. And so I would forget one or leave it in the laundry, clean laundry stack. And I would just ask a friend, I would stop somewhere <laughs> if I wasn't close to being home or I, I guess I could have gone and bought one, but I would just ask a friend for an old bra if I was visiting mm -hmm. with a friend, like getting out and I would cut holes in that stuff yeah, and yeah. they get a, you know, because mm -hmm. you cannot sit there for 15 minutes, 20 minutes when you've got a mobile itty bitty. That's right. Um, <laughs> You've got to be hands-free. So you just yeah. figure it out. Yeah, you figure it out. What about um, changing out the parts? How, you know, with you exclusively pumping, about how often did you find you had to change parts out, get new parts? About every month I was looking at how effective my pumps were. So uh -huh. when we talked about how your supply changes with pumps, you the, uh -huh. um, your parts go through normal wear and tear when they're hooked up to a machine, they go through the dishwasher, they get sanitized, they're at these extreme temperatures, you're scrubbing them down. Um, so they get little micro cracks and things in them and they become less effective. Your membrane isn't sealing to your valve anymore or your backflow protectors on your spectra are way too stretched out. Your tubing even, your mm -hmm. tubing and all of the things that hook to the top of the medulla and all of that, Mm -hmm. wears out and if you're exclusively pumping you're pumping so many times or at any point you could be pumping eight times ten times three mm -hmm. times two times one time depending upon how many times you're pumping a day depend like that's how much wear and tear you go on your parts well for right. me pumping four times a day ish i was changing my parts out month to two months so as soon as my bottle started getting where i could kind of like the little plastic medulla bottles that i would pump into would start getting a little squishier and not as like nice and new and hard plastic. Right. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to check my parts. Oh, that's why my supply is kind of dropping the past couple of days. Oh, okay. These new parts are fantastic. That's right. And I would get parts from Amazon because, and there are reviews. There are so many mom reviews on Amazon of parts that aren't name brand that will still fit and okay. still be effective. Right. Um, or you can use your 20% yes. off coupon on a lot of things, pump accessories from sure. Bye Bye Baby. Yeah, because that's something people it's expensive. you have to change out a lot when you're, you know, when you're, it just depends on how much you're using your pump, but yeah. you know, the exclusive pumpers using the pump a lot. Yeah, but, yeah. That does make me wonder how many working moms who, again, may not be exclusive pumpers, but they do mm -hmm. pump several times a day while they're working, maybe trying to get all the same parts to last mm -hmm. for that whole first year and that's not right. realizing it's, your supply isn't the issue. You just got to trade out some parts. That's right. That's yeah, right. You need to be effectively draining. And I can't tell you, like as an exclusive pumper, the, my, these moms who don't know what to do with their pumps after they're done, or they never were successful pumping, they would say, Hey, I have all of these parts. Do you want them? And I'd be like, 
mm, I'll come and look at them, but are they used? And how much did you use them? Well, I barely touched them, but I mean, they're old or I wouldn't even, like I would look at the efficacy of them and a lot of times pass them up because you yeah. need fresh, good parts with good integrity to effectively drain. That's right, because you know what it's, I mean, a lot of it is <clears throat> wear and tear and lots of hot water and detergent mm -hmm. can make things less flexible and then stretchy if you're using them a lot. But time, just old thing, you know, the little, the little teeny thing, the little uh, membrane from Medela and then the duck bill um, with the spectra, those are little mm -hmm. tissue paper thin things and those mm -hmm. get rigid over time. It's just time. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't use your pump a lot, if you've had it for two months and you use it every now and then, you better check those little parts because you may not be getting as much because of that, yeah. right? And just order order some more duck bills. Order them on Amazon. They'll be there in two two days. It's fantastic. Or just go drive and get some. Exactly. It's totally worth it. Total game changer. And yes. like that made me think of when my pump sessions, if I ever experienced any pain during it, I'd ask, that's when I would be like, oh, red flag, what is going on? Because I was, I would read, I figured out that if you have pain during your session, something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Either you're, there are so many things that you can kind of key into and fix to make it a more comfortable, effective session. So your flange size, your nipple positioning, they make really cool Medela flanges now that are like silicone on the outside mm -hmm. that are more comfortable and not as sharp. Mm -hmm. They make something called pump and pals and they're silicone inserts for that adapt to all of, to most flanges. Mm -hmm. um, to, and they stimulate a more natural kind of suction of your nipple and those are fantastic and they make different sizes. You don't have to stick to the normal 24 millimeter or 28 millimeter. They make down to 21 nice. and you can, the new stuff keeps getting rolled out because mm -hmm. oh, yeah. one, women are getting more empowered and mm -hmm. they, there are other ways of doing things than what they have in their mind. You know, they're working. Mm -hmm. I think pump and power goes down to the teens, into the oh, teens. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I think it does. I think it's, I saw, remember seeing an 18. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I cannot speak as the expert on pump and pals and all these different brands, but I'm just saying if your pump session hurts, your pump parts could be That's worn out. Right. Your nipple could be in the wrong place. You might have it on too high of a suction mm -hmm. or you're, you're, the, it, you can have moments of it being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like when you first start, you plug in, you might be cold and your parts are cold. Um, if you, or your let down, let down might be a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. I mean, yeah. but if you have actual pain, you need to figure it out. And sometimes that's because your pump parts are so worn out. You're trying to crank up your machine and be like, why isn't this working? It's not sucking like it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. It's because your parts are worn out and you need to and let's face it <clears throat> with, with breastfeeding. <clears throat> with breastfeeding and then pumping, but it, especially with exclusive pumping, your breasts change. Things get stretched mm -hmm, out. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, what's um, flange size you started out in the beginning may not be the same in a few months or a year or yep. whatever. So you do need to kind of keep an eye on that. Um, so yeah. did you, and I can't imagine with as long as you pumped, you didn't have this, but you know, every mom has that, um, has that story of, I knocked over a whole bottle of milk or someone didn't know what this was and they accidentally threw it out like the the the, the mother-in-law is there visiting and poured it down the drain oh. and 
and did you cry? <laughs> you okay. Yeah. So you're at a way greater risk of spilling some breast milk if you're a pumper. You are extremely <laughs> tired. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. all I have to say is that do not ever throw it away. If you spill it, soak it up with a paper towel and wring it out or a washcloth and wring it yeah. out. And you don't necessarily have to feed it to your baby. Breast milk can be used for so many other things. Yep. I would, Wyatt had eczema. I would pat it on him. I would mix it with a vino baby bath and pat it on him and put it in his uh-huh. bathtub. He would have milk baths with leftover milk that either didn't get frozen in time because mistakes happen when you're pumping for that long and wasted milk happens. Mm-hmm. Or like he didn't drink it and it's, uh, he didn't drink what we defrosted for that day and we had left over at the end of the day and we were not brave enough to try it again the next day because we were scared of digestive issues and we had a NICU baby. So we didn't take a lot of risks as far as leaving right. the breast milk out and things. Right. You don't ever have to throw it away. You yep. can, I used it on my C-section scar. I patted that thing down. My, I even used it like on... <laughs> I had, I had a sinus infection and got conjunctivitis from my sinus infection and put that breast milk in my eyes, even if it's stinky, spoiled stuff. And the other part about exclusive breastfeeding is if there's a lot of times like fat left in the bottle, like after you've rolled it, rolled that little bottle in your hands and tried to get that fat to kind of melt into it, it doesn't always separate and go in. You can use a spatula and get that stuff out of your little bottles that fat and it is you can either I would rub it on my baby's lips I, if he didn't want to eat it he, most of the time he ate it ate it because babies are crazy about breast milk they just are like, or mine was anyway <laughs> he was it's like he could smell it a mile away if I was pumping he was he would he would he either knew the sound so it was like Pavlov and Pavlov and his dog or he just could smell it so like that fat was just so good for him and sometimes I would cook with it. So if it, if I knew he wasn't finishing that bottle, um, I would either, and it was either going to spoil or whatever, I would make a popsicle out of it. Yeah. There you go. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. or I would add it to, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of all the things I did, but I got, you can get creative. Yeah. The other yeah. thing is when you're pumping, especially in the beginning and you decide and me personally, I had very high stress levels after our NICU discharge. We had swallowing issues that made feeding extremely unsafe. We had full apneic episodes at home where we were reviving Wyatt. It was terrifying. And then on top of that, we were, we had to go and have hernia repair surgery and, um, at children's within a week of being discharged from the hospital. So I had a bit, a lot of postpartum mental health challenges. And there were times where my doctor wrote me prescriptions for one or two Xanax, mm-hmm. not something long-term, but I would be so dysfunctional that I would have to take that. And Xanax is one of those things that passes through breast milk. A lot of stuff doesn't, and a lot of stuff is very safe. And I can't speak to all of that, but Xanax was one that I wasn't comfortable passing on to Wyatt. And I would have to pump because I was establishing my supply. I couldn't wait the 24 hours or whatever it was for it to clear out of my system. But that milk, it it wasn't fed to Wyatt, but it was used in other ways. Um, That, or if you are too, like you drink too much alcohol and you have to pump, like you're the same thing. 
the yeah. same thing. I just want, like, you don't ever have to pump and dump. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> it, yeah. it may, and not, it's, breast milk has so many uses. Mm -hmm. And as an, as a pumper, you can take that stuff and put it wherever you want. That's like, exactly you, you're right. not, you have access to that liquid gold and that medicine that's in you, that's you right. know? Yeah. I love it's, that you got so creative with it. It's not just for drinking. <laughs> yeah, it's not no. just for eating. Mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would put it on my postpartum acne. I should probably try to hit up. I've got some dry skin right now. I need to put it on, but yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah right. I have, a. I would, I had so many leftover syringes from the hospital cause they'll give them to you. They'll mm -hmm. give you so many. Right. Um, and I would fill the syringe. I have syringes filled with either tainted milk or milk that was extra that I spilled or like he didn't drink that I would just suck into a flange and put them in the freezer and yeah. to be used at a later date. For like, whatever, for whatever. Nice. That's right. Nice. That is so, this has been awesome. Mm -hmm. I want you to wrap up with, I know that they're out there. I mean, I know that there are tons of breastfeeding apps. Are there any just for pumping or, yes, or do you yes. use breastfeeding ones for pumping or both or whatever? Whatever. So for me, it was traumatizing to use a nursing app as an exclusive pumper. So yeah. there, <laughs> because it is, yeah. it, it just is, sure. you, it's a hard transition. And when you are at the point in your exclusive pumping journey where logging is helping you keep track of what your body is doing and how you maintain it, there's definitely apps that are solely for exclusive pumping and only pumping. And these apps can do they'll calculate the total amount that you pumped in a day. They'll calculate how much you can extra compared to what your baby ate. Like you can get extremely wow. detailed in these apps. Wow. Um, if you like to, if that's something that brings comfort to you. I logged for a long time um, while he was in the NICU. And then when he came home, I would start to forget to log it. Right. And then eventually you just get to know your body and I gave up on it. And then the logging was way too stressful for me. So I quit. And I was just like, I produce what I produce. Mm -hmm. I like, that's a, a piece of stress that I can't hold on to anymore. <laughs> I have too much going on. Right. That's um, right. So eventually I dropped it. But yes, there are things that can keep you on track and help guide you. And you can start noticing trends, yeah. which is what, what was really helpful. Like this time of the month is when you're, you can expect to have the supply decrease. So you don't have to be stressed about it. It's going to pop back up because you remember last month and or yeah. it, it can just make you reflect on what's going on and what you need to do to adapt like you're very like okay these sessions the past few days have not been super successful i need to calm it down right like i need to i need to take a time out and yeah, see i've been super yeah. stressed the past couple of days so right. i need to take a breather and really concentrate on relaxing and it just yeah. is a good self-awareness tool if nothing else yeah, being able to actually see some data or the lines going up and down can let you yeah. see something before it gets too far down the road. Mm -hmm. You know, you can yeah. just think about it. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Wow. Do you remember what the names <clears throat> of any of them were? I can't, I will send you the link to them. Because, oh, okay. We'll put yes, some in the show. I will notes. have that information. We'll put them in the show. Yeah, we will. We yeah. Will. Well, oh, it's just called Pump Log. Oh. I don't have it downloaded Pump anymore, log. but I looked on my phone. Pump Log okay. is the one that I used, but that is not the only one. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been absolutely lots of information, way more than I, I even expected to get. So the, anybody listening to this will be ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you also told me um, in some notes you sent me the, um, the, the blog and the Instagram account. I will put those in the show notes too, because that was one that you followed a lot and got a lot of your information from, correct? Yes, yes. 
and it's and it's accessible all the time you know in the middle of the night 4 a.m when you're pumping and you've got to figure something out and organize yourself that she that website that blog instagram is there that was super helpful because because exclusive pumping can be very isolating motherhood is isolating and then pumping on top of that you're less mobile whatever until you figure it out and make it work for you yeah well i hope this is very encouraging to moms because this is a lot of good stuff and Mm -hmm. great shortcuts and just and you showed that for as long as you did it it is so very doable and Mm -hmm. the real life is you're going to get stressed out sometimes but you you get through it and that's awesome thank you so much for sharing with us i really appreciate it yes thank you yes yes anytime i hope (laughs) that it was not just an overwhelming amount of information and that it someone can take pieces of it and run with it you you can do it you can adapt yourself and i mean your body is really amazing it really is and the tools we have that can help with motherhood are fantastic and this was one that helped me be successful absolutely i love it awesome well thank you so much i appreciate it and we'll be posting all this good information in the show notes for everyone to be able to see thanks lauren thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week when i will be talking about breastfeeding for experienced moms which is this is going to be great for all moms but definitely for moms who were wildly successful with one baby and the problems they may run into with the next baby so please join in we'll see you then if you enjoyed today's episode share it with your friends and be sure to leave a review that is a great way for you to help other families just like yours find the information and support they need to navigate the world of pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, and parenthood. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. The information in this podcast is not intended to take the place of the medical advice that you receive from your obstetrician, pediatrician, or family doctor.